Hello, friends. It's episode 138. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's Justin <laughs> Anderson, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It's a different energy today. We're Beth Flips and Maple Dips. Thanks for joining us. It's 12:30 on the East Coast. Yep. I'm tired of shit. Uh, in a lot of different ways. We're gonna talk about this Yankee series. And then we're gonna preview the Baltimore series, and then I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. Uh wait, Justin, wait, do you not do that every night? No. Is that just me? Oh shit. No, that's only oh. Leafs fans. You, have, <laughs> you literally have nothing to do. Hey, this is what Leafs fans feel like all the time, Patrick. Yeah. This is miserable. Yeah. So, so yeah. Let's just let's, let's just, just get into it. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's do it game by game. No small talk. We're just gonna do it. A quick hitter here. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. You know the channels to find us. Bad flips and maple dips. You Google it. We're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Tuesday the fifteenth, the Blue Jays lose to the New York Yankees six to five. Um, the Blue Jays were winning after four innings by a score of five to two. Patrick Marsh. Mm-hmm. They proceeded to give up a run in the. Uh, uh, the sixth inning when Castro came in. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Ryu pitched six innings. Uh, my bad. The seventh inning, Castro came in and gave up two runs. Yep. And then the eighth inning, your boy Tim Meza comes in after Carl Edwards Jr. left with the injury, which is unfortunate. And he gives up a run. So... Castro, we'll talk about him again uh, for today's game, has not been good at all recently. Um, the slider hasn't been as good as it was, and he hasn't been able to locate the fastball, and guys are just they're sitting on pitches. Uh, the good news in that game was that Tyler Chatwood did hit or did throw a clean inning uh, with a strikeout. So if he can somehow f- find it again, that would be ideal. Offensively, it was Bo Bichette. He had a, a home run and three RBIs, did most of the damage for the Blue Jays. Teoscar had another one. And then one of the runs, I believe, was scored on an error. <laughs> so, six to five. Your thoughts, Patrick? Uh, this is a game they should have won. It sure is. Another uh, one that they should have won. It was a game they had, they had a firm lead going into the sixth inning. Uh, and even though Ryu conceded another run, I think it was a solo shot. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Um, my mistake. That one was a. Uh, yeah, it was some. It was. Uh, it, was it was just some 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 hits. Yeah. <laughs> doubles, I think. Yeah. Which is fine. This team, this team is ridiculously out of sync right now. Whether it's the hitting, guys leaving guys on base, Randall Gritchick going 0 for five, and then Guriel right behind him in the lineup going 0 for four, uh, and then Riley Adams. Uh, or well, and then the panic slot. Uh, he went 0 for two with two walks, uh, and then Riley Adams going one for four. You can't like that's just five, six, seven, eight. It got one hit. Yeah, for for a little while there, for like three weeks, when Guriel was hot, Gritrick was still hitting, and we had like a good one through six going. Both now of it them seems have like seen it's... their averages drop thirty points. Yeah, and now it seems like it's like one through four, and then after that, you just hope You're to toast. god that somebody gets on base yeah it's um, brutal 
uh, I feel really bad for Castro because so much was put on him because it was like, okay, uh, Edwards is, fa- is, is struggling. Uh, Chatwood is struggling. Mesa has struggled. Yep. Uh, even Trent Thornton has had uh, a bad game. And, you know, you can't – we can't just pretend these guys don't have bad games. Uh, and it's so – I mean, it's just it's synced up to the point where every, every game where we bring in a relief pitcher, somebody has a terrible outing and it costs us a game. Right. And that's what happened with the, Castro was before he left the game, it was – uh, it was tied, and then, unfortunately, uh, Mesa choked. The yeah. Run. Yeah. What can you uh, do? You can't do much. Game two, uh, the Blue Jays lose again, three to two. Another one-run game. The Blue Jays are terrible in one-run games this year. Um, this one, the real, the real reason they lost was the bomb of the ninth inning. Um, everyone was talking about how Stripling gave up the the dinger in the in the six or in the seventh inning but it really wasn't i mean he was cruising until that point sanchez hit a good pitch um i don't know what it's about yankee catchers whether it's higashioka or sanchez but they seem to just wear us out this year yeah seems like every time those guys hit a home run against us basically every game um marcus Samin hit a lead off home run off garrett cole biggio hit a, a a solo shot off of garrett cole so uh, Cole looked really good though. Obviously, he went eight innings. He only had four strikeouts though. He wasn't as dominant. He just was able to induce contact that defenders were able to to get to. Um, the Blue Jays out hit the Yankees six to four, but they also out aired the Yankees two to one. Um, and, and both those errors were on Joe Panic. I want to talk a little bit about Stripling. Oh, uh, yep, we have to. Yeah. So when Panic makes his second error, that was in the in the seventh was it not yeah because that was one of the runs that on that home run was unearned because panic uh, throws into the base path i believe or, or over top yep. i can't remember what it was but uh yeah it was into the base path because vladi almost got hurt on it uh, reaching in for that baseball um and then stripling just just yells just don't know what don't know what was said but he was mad at panic and showed it visibly on the field it was pointed out that when uh the first mound visit in that inning happened. Uh, every infielder except for Joe Panic came to the mound. He just stayed away. Yep. Which is both probably it's probably a good thing as you at that point he's like you know he knows that Ross is frustrated with him. He doesn't really want to keep it going at that point. But uh, obviously after the game, uh, Strips apologized to Panic and to the team and said to the media that it was the most embarrassing thing he'd ever done on a baseball field. So heat of the moment, competitive. The team's in a tough stretch. It's when you want guys to show emotion. It was just channeled in the wrong way. Yep. Um, I would definitely agree with Strips. Definitely. The mo- and he is the kind of guy, we've seen it before, where he has, he he does emote on the field uh, yeah. when he gives up, a, uh, you know, uh, a couple bad hits. He's He gets frustrated because he cares so much about the game. Uh, and he's a good dude. You could tell if you go back and you listen to our interview with him. He's a good dude. Uh, so seeing what happened on the field, it's just it sucks because like here we are a day after, and he all he, mm-hmm. and early in the day he tweeted that it was still bothering him. Yeah. Uh, not not the the error itself because it's a it's a sports game. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's his conduct that bothers him, and I think it's 
very telling that a pro like Joe Panic, who went 0 for 3 in the game, um, chose not to say very much. Uh, sure. I don't think he spoke. He's spoken to the media. He's just doing his thing. Did he yep. make two errors? Yep, he did. Is he accountable for that? Yep, absolutely. Guarantee that he said something in the clubhouse about it. Um, um, the bottom of the ninth was a bottom disaster. Of the ninth was a disaster. Yeah. So play by play, wow. uh, Vladdy leads off with a single. Teoscar then doubles, so second and third with nobody out, and then your boy Gritch Daddy uh, riding that long 0-4 strikes out swinging. Couldn't put the ball in play, and then uh, they pinch Bunch. hit. Jesus yeah, Christ! They, yeah, on. they they pinch hit Espinal for panic who. Hits the ball right back to the pitcher, basically, um, who freezes Vladi between the bases, throws to Sanchez, who then throws to third base to get Vladi out. There, people on Twitter were mad. They thought Vladi was safe. There was nope. one camera angle that made it look like he kind of was safe, but he was he was out. Uh, nope. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, then Guriel comes up, so now there's two outs. And in this at-bat, Guriel swings and misses on a ball that goes off of Sanchez's glove, hits the umpire, um, and the umpire C.B. Buckner is dazed and confused, as he usually is on a baseball diamond, uh, but even more so now. Uh, and he calls a foul. The umpires gather, and they call it a foul ball. Uh, in the meantime, the runners had, like Teoscar had come home and touched the plate in, in the event that they called it a, like a, a, a strike, a, obviously a pass ball. But they, they conference. It's not a reviewable play for some fucking reason, which is unbeknownst to me. The only plays that should not be reviewable on a baseball diamond are called balls and called strikes. A foul a foul ball, that should be reviewable, especially in this situation where a run would have scored and tied the game. So, Oh, it would have been worse than that because Teoscar Hernandez would have ended up on third base. Well, Vladi, yeah, yeah. So Vladi, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Vladi would have come home. Or, uh, no, sorry, Teoscar would have uh, come home on that. Um, the bo- yeah. All the boys would have scored because nobody was moving. Yeah, exactly. So um, it would have been at least a tie game. But then Guriel smacks a line drive but right to Brett Gardner in center field, and the game is over. So. You get second and third with nobody out against against Chapman. You have a comebacker where they make a, a rundown play and get the guy out, of, get the lead runners out of third. It's a two plan. It's, it's a two it's plan. Just, against, it's a two plan. It's a two plan against uh, Guerrero. And it wasn't even the most elite, egregious two plan of the series, Patrick Marsh. <laughs> oh, fuck. So that game was. It, it is what it is. They lost. It wasn't. It was. It was again a game that should have been won, multiple opportunities, but yet they couldn't get it done. And then we go to today's game. So the Blue Jays entered today at 500. And uh, in the first inning, Patrick Marsh, this is where the game basically ended. Um, Again, let's go with the play-by-play here. So Michael King is pitching, and he's not looking looking good at all. He he walks Samin, Bichette singles on a dribbler through the right side. Uh, And then there's a wild pitch. So we've got, again, second and third, nobody out for... Theoretically, the second inning in a row, if you count the bottom of the ninth in the game before. And then Guerrero grounds into a triple play. <laughs> so they, uh, I'm going to read this. So Blue Jays challenged a tag play. Call on the field is upheld. Vladimir Guerrero grounds into triple play. Pitcher Michael King to first baseman DJ LeMahieu to shortstop Glaber Torres 
to catcher Gary Sanchez, to third baseman Gio Urshela, to shortstop Glaber Torres, Marcus Semin out at third, Bo Bichette out at third, Vladimir Guerrero out at first, three out. Fuck me. I This is the point. I had to go to umpire a baseball game tonight, and I could have stayed to watch the second inning, but as soon as that triple play happened, I left the I left my house early. I just went to the ballpark. I couldn't I couldn't stomach watching another inning of this game. Because if you're gonna start off a game with second and third and then somehow have the most maybe the most egregious two plan in Blue Jays history. A, a triple two plan. Well, a double two plan, because I mean Vladdy grounded out to be fair. But if it's a contact play, the runners just gotta go home. As in the worst case scenario, they make the tag play at home and it's it's first and third with one out. That's the worst case scenario that happened. That should happen in that play. Um, because he was too far to go back to third base, and he wasn't going to score. They were going to throw him out at the plate. Samin was going to be out regardless. Just the way the the ball was hit between the pitcher's mound and between third base, the pitcher picks it up. Samin's dead to rights. But he's just got to run home because if he runs home, Bo can go to third and Vladdy's safe at first, and then Teoscar comes up with one out and two men on, and then it continues. But because he freezes and goes back to third, Bichette's already, he's in no man's land between second and third now because he thinks Samin's going home. So now they've got, they've got nowhere to go. Next. Oh, sorry, Grinch. yeah. Grinch. Oh, yeah, because Teoscar is on the paternity list. Congrats to him, by the way. And also okay. to Jonathan Davis. They're both on the paternity list. So hopefully a couple, awesome. couple guys with some dad strength when they get back. And we're going to need all the strength we can get because my f- just just embarrassing. Uh, final score is 8-4. to four. Again, the Jays have 10 hits, but only manage four runs and they have another two errors i'm looking at the the box guess score what, boys we were, leading. we were leading going into the seventh and then i see guess that what too. happened anthony four castro runs. Anthony had castro an again. absolute dump of an inning gave up five hits four and runs including a taco that was yeah. a three-run blast oh my god who or hit that two one blast sorry. oh stanton hit uh, it. okay yeah and yeah. then, and right, then but look Cole at, Beasley had an absolute turd in the ninth. Look at Chatwood, though, three. again, an inning and a third. Yep. Scoreless. So, and Sacedo finally made his big league debut, and he had a clean inning with a strikeout. So congrats to nice. him. Payams was good again. The only member of the gang. Yeah, yeah. Payams was good again. He's been good lately, an inning and two-thirds after Zoik only lasted three innings. About what you expect from TJ Zoik, though. Um, it was brutal. Yeah, he... He didn't look good. I looked at the box score just now, and I'm looking at like the the play by play for his innings. And yeah, there's yep. bases loaded in the second inning. Somehow they only got one run though. So, no, his uh, his control was all over the place. I mean, Michael King didn't look that great either. No, like, neither neither one of them looked good. It looked like it was going to be a race to see which bullpen could uh, get themselves under control faster. And it turns out it, it was. Dead. Uh, it looked like it was going to be us, and then Castro just absolutely collapsed and the thing is what are you what are you gonna do there's nobody left to call up nobody no. is improving in the minors enough to get and a call up and you don't Pearson really have any 40 ready. man roster spots that are open so it's like yeah we're basically status quo until some of these injured guys come back um or trades happen yeah or trades happen so the jays are 33 and 34 after getting swept by the yankees the only good news is that we get to play the Orioles this weekend, Patrick. Um, That's right. Tomorrow's game, first trip to Camden Yards this season. A beautiful ballpark. Love to go someday. Uh, Robbie Ray is going to pitch. He's going to take on Bruce Zimmerman. So many Zimmermans in this league, and I never know who is a, a Zimmerman anymore. But uh, 
Ray has obviously been striking out guys like Matt. Uh, is, is a 345 ERA and 92 strikeouts on the season. Uh, Zimmerman has a 483 ERA with 53 Ks. Both pitchers have four wins on the year. Uh, Zimmerman's a rookie. Um, he's a left-hander as well. He's pretty much their ace. Yeah, because I think Means is Means ERA. still on the uh, the IL. I think I think John Means is still hurt. So yeah, he's their yeah. kind of like de facto ace as a rookie. Um, he's been two lefties. A, 343 ERA in his last four starts. So he hasn't been bad. 23 strikeouts and 21 innings over that time. So he's been good of late. But the Jays just need a some dubs. They need a they need a win. Um, it's crazy how low we've gotten after an 18 to four win last weekend. That seems like a long a long way in the in the rearview mirror. That's like five days ago. So remember when we first when we previewed the Yankee series, I was like, boys, if we take the Yankees out that 10 game stretch that was supposed to be the toughest of the season yeah would be in our rear view mirror we'd be looking and now it ended up what like three and seven so we went three and seven in 10 games against the red sox the white sox and the yankees here we are now facing the a terrible orioles team yeah one game below 500 six games out of wild card two uh about a, i think it's a dozen games back of the rays for first <laughs> so- it's got to be close to that at this point. Don't even think about the division right now. No. Focus on the fact that, okay. This is just, uh, we got to stretch some wins together, some series wins. Doesn't yeah, have to be it, sweeps, just got to win series now. But if you look at it, the, the next 18 games, uh, or not 18, sorry, it's the next 21 games, we play the Orioles, 10 of them, and then we play the Marlins, who are kind of the Orioles of the NL East. <laughs> They're kind yeah. of shit. Uh, and then we've got six games against uh, Tampa, and those are going to be tough games. Very tough if our bullpen continues yeah. to struggle. Tampa doesn't have a rotation, though, either. But by the time we get around to those Tampa games, uh, we're going to see a lot of guys back. Yeah. Thomas Hatch is pretty much ready to go. George Springer, pretty much ready to go. Yeah. W- wouldn't be surprised to see both of them uh, hit the field sometime this weekend. It just yeah, looks it like they're, they're ready. They're close, yeah. Um, so Robbie Ray's game one. Then we've got Alec Manoa against Dean Kramer. And, or Kramer. He's 0-6 Oof. with a 6.65 ERA, and Oof. he is he is filling in the rotation spot for John Means. Yeah. Uh, his last start uh, was against the Indians, and he threw five and a third and gave up four runs, only three of which were earned, so not a terrible start. Uh, but again... Great. He's got a high, high ERA. It's a good chance for the Jays to jump on him. And Manoa's coming off a good start against the against the other uh, Red Sox uh, at Fenway. He's shown that he can pitch in big games. He's pitched already in Fenway and at Yankee Stadium and had good outings there. So uh, definitely encouraging to see that from the kid. And then in game three, uh, it's which is an afternoon game. I haven't had one of those in a while on a week on a, on the, on Sunday is Hunjin Ryu against Matt Harvey. Uh, Harvey is 3-8 and eight with a 7.76 ERA That's and hasn't match, completed yeah. four innings in any of his past four starts and owns a uh, 14.09 ERA since mid-May in his uh, past seven starts. Hasn't won a game since May 1st, and Ryu's been battling. He wasn't great against the Yankees. He walked four, which is super uncharacteristic. Uh, managed to get through six innings, of course, as as the ace does. So he'll be looking to kind of rebound off of uh, a few straight 
kind of rough starts for him. So we'll see what happens there. But Patrick, I, I hate to say it, but I think like anything less than a sweep here is going to be a disappointment. Yep. Absolutely. There's no other way to put it. This team needs to go out there and, and dominate the Orioles. This is like, I know it's, it's easy to say, cause like the Orioles are 22 and 46. They're one of the worst teams <laughs> in base. They, pro- they might be the worst team in baseball. Uh, they have a worse record than the Pittsburgh Pirates, who, wow. by all accounts, are like tank commanders. Looking uh, at Matt Harvey's numbers, and you can see why they'd be considered the worst. <laughs> the Diamondbacks yeah. have lost 22 straight games in the road. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a tied for the big league record. I don't know if they were playing That's on rough. the road tonight, but I got to check before we, uh, before we go. But with the game off on Monday, you know, sweep a day off, and then after your, your sweep, uh, you've got two, I think it's two two or three against the Marlins uh, who are 29 and 39 as of right now. So they're not that much worse than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you know, picking up a sweep this weekend would be, it would help because we're sorry, we're six and a half back. Yeah. And that's because we've lost four in a row while yeah. Houston and Cleveland have won four in a row. So yeah. we went from being, within striking distance to Oofta. very far back in the rear view mirror but uh, and sinking. The good news is we aren't the Diamondbacks. They did lose their 23rd straight road game, which is a new MLB record in the modern era. Uh, Oof. 23 road games in a row. So there's there's bad, and then there's, there's the Diamondbacks. So it it's could be worse. It's crazy, too. You look at the numbers. Uh, the Jays' run differential is plus 43. Yeah, what helps when you win 18-4 to and then lose a bunch of one-run games. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal. (laughs) But that being said, we got to focus on the positives. A sweep would put us at 36-34, and so two games above 500. That's not great, but -hmm. it's better than, I think, what could be expected. So I'm not saying these are three easy wins that are guaranteed out of Baltimore. God knows our starters could crumble. In which case, we're really screwed. We can't really face any more injuries in the bullpen. Even losing guys like Rafael Dolis, whose ERA is hovering around five. Which he's on, yeah, he's on the IL, right? By MLB standards, means that he is, you know, not a very strong reliever. <laughs> he, we still need him because yeah. the alternative is guys from AAA who aren't e- equipped to uh, to to battle out there, and they're not. And, yeah, it's it's depressing. Uh, uh, management is remaining very adamant, ve- standing very firm with the crew that they have. So do not expect trades to happen. Do not expect management to make any deals. That's just not their thing. They want to remain patient because they don't want to waste resources. And if this season gets out of hand, don't be surprised if you see uh, you know, players like Marcus Semin who are having great seasons get dealt. Robbie yeah. Ray's on a one-year deal. If we're sucking and a team contending is willing to trade some quality prospects, don't be surprised. Interesting quote, though, Justin Anderson, about what went wrong with the triple play. According to Charlie Montoyo, here's a quote for you. Everything. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We didn't do a good job on that. <laughs> That's going to happen, and young kids are going to make mistakes. And that was one of those. No shit. Uh, definitely, this falls on Bo. This isn't a two plan, I think, for 
anybody else. This is just a yes. Samin was out regardless of what happened. Um, just where it was, but yeah, uh, not ideal. But let's let's just end it there. Let's end it on that on that high note. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's episode one thirty eight. Uh, super fun time. A quick one. Hopefully we can get some wins against Baltimore. Uh, we'll be back after that series to recap it and then tee up the, the next week. Um, follow us on Twitter, at BFMD Podcast. Listen to us in all the usual places. Website's up, bfmdpodcast.com. For Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, who needs to go to sleep, it's Justin here in Saskatoon saying, see you next time. Uh-huh.